Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Torah Psych 101, where if you love Torah and you love psychology, this is the podcast you have been waiting for. I am your host, Dr. Jonathan Lassen. Let's get right into it. My wife and I just returned from an amazing trip to the Grand Canyon and Zion National Park, Bryce Canyon, and some other beautiful sites out west. And there's so many reactions that people have when you visit these places of such grandeur. And the first reaction is one of those marabu moments where you just look and you gaze in awe at all that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created. And you say, marabu masech Hashem. And the second reaction is that feeling of how small and maybe insignificant we are in comparison to what is out there. When you see yourself standing next to the Grand Canyon, you see how vast it is and how small we are. It tends to overwhelm people. But the second reaction of feeling overwhelmed, it wasn't resonating with me as much as the first of the Marabu. And even though I felt small in physical size, I also felt big in the sense that I'm contributing to this beautiful world that Hashem has given to us. And we're all contributing, but sometimes we're not necessarily cognizant of how we contribute to this world. So I want to talk a little bit about that and then get into the Dvar Torah part of Torah Psych 101. So as we drove to the sites, we were discussing a lot of the accomplishments, um, both jointly and individually, that we've made over the course of these years. But what we both focused on were the accomplishments of our children. And by taking the I out of the accomplishments and focusing on the we, um, then we are able to do a lot more and think about what our children have, have done. And watching our children grow and starting their own families and journeys has certainly been an accomplishment that we feel is the the best Marabu moment of all. And for me personally, one of the most amazing moments of the trip was when we were driving out to one of the canyons, and we stopped by one of those scenic overlooks along the side of the road where there were absolutely zero, there were no cars, no signs of life or any civilization. And I was amazed at the stillness of what was going on. There was absolutely nothing to distract us. You don't get too much uh, cell service in Utah. So I sat down and I just listened for this first time to, yes, stillness. So what does it mean to listen to stillness? It means to listen to your mind. And for some, that can be terrifying. For others, it's totally liberating. I felt liberated. My mind was left to wander to wherever it wanted to go because there really wasn't anything else going on. As a famous Tibetan thinker once said, the body benefits from the movement and the mind benefits from stillness. So my mind was benefiting from that stillness of just being in that place. And how do we achieve and maintain that sense of stillness? We're back from our trip, and we want to kind of take it and ride along that momentum. So aside from going to awesome sites like we just did, we can all get to that inner stillness by doing what we usually do, by meditating, davening, learning, and just being mindful and present of where we are. And when we're mindful, we take ourselves away from that status of animal and we become human. Because the main difference between humans and animals is our capacity of higher mental capacity. 
And with advanced mental capacity, combined with having a sense of a conscience, we can make better choices and better govern ourselves. So there's a fascinating Gemara that relates to our Parsha, Parsha's Chukas, this week, and the psychology of how we interact with ourselves and we govern ourselves. And the Gemara brings down the Pusik in our Parsha that reads, Al-Kain Yomru HaMoshlem Bo Cheshbon. So, therefore, the poets would say, Come to Cheshbon. Tibane V'Sikonen Ir Sichon. Firmly built and well-founded is Sichon's city. And the Torah here is telling us about the wars between Moab and the Amorites, and it uses the term Moshlem to refer to poets. Now, usually the term Moshlem refers to rulers. So what's the significance that the Torah uses the term Moshlem here? And also the word Cheshbon usually means accounting, but here it's obviously referring to a specific place. So the Gemara therefore tells us an extraordinary thing about the nature of humans that people who rule over themselves, they can make an accounting. But people who don't rule over themselves, they have no way of governing themselves because they haven't tried. So they don't have the ability to make an accounting because they just do whatever they want to do. And they can calculate, the Gemara says, the gain of a mitzvah versus its cost and the cost of a sin against its gain. And I can't name a single animal that can do that even though there are some pretty smart animals out there. But the difference is that the animal can't reign over its basal instincts, so they do what they want to do. They eat when they want, they mate when they want, with who they want, but not necessarily do they do what's in their best interests. But we as humans, we can rule over our instincts and achieve that greatness. And we achieve that highest level of greatness when we have a calm mind, and that is stillness. One other thing that we happened when we were there in the parks, obviously it's very hot, so we put um, our cold towels, our towels inside the cold water and put it on top of our heads and that cooled our heads. And that saying cooler minds or cooler heads prevail is certainly true because you can't think when you're agitated and hot. So another conversation we had on our trip was about the fond memories we created for our children and for them growing up. And one of them was when I was running a summer camp, the focus of the camp was nature, and the camp was called Camp Nefesh. And as a psychologist, I'm always interested in observing the world through the lens of others, and especially through the lens of kids. And I conducted an unofficial, probably in a, uh, unscientific study on my own campers, unbeknownst to them. And I would ask them at the end of the summer, what was it that you liked most about the camp? And usually the answer was almost universal, I should say. Um, stream hiking and nature. That's what the kids loved. The kids loved to wander off, mostly on their own, discovering new things in the streams that they never had experienced before. And I'd watch them as they found crayfish, and they would excitedly bring them into their containers and uh, show them and watch their movements as they moved about. And I would also watch them move around logs to create these new pathways for the water to pass. And nobody was telling them what to do. They were just in their own element. And they might have even observed themselves thinking, although my unscientific study did not assess for, for their metacognition, as they call it in psychology. And the point that I'm making is that what the Torah is emphasizing in this parsha is that we all have to become Moshlem of our own minds. When we can govern ourselves 
we don't have the opportunity to become depressed because we're able to calculate the gains versus our losses and say that our positive gains, they far outweigh those positive losses. And that can only be accomplished when we have peace of mind. And that comes from being Moshlin. And as the saying goes, stillness is where creativity and solutions are found. So let's all work on becoming Moshlim so we can potentially and poetically transmit that peace of mind to the next generation. Have a wonderful and peaceful Shabbos. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I am Dr. Jonathan Lassen, a therapist, educator, and lifelong learner. I'd love to hear your comments, thoughts, and suggestions by emailing me at jonathanlassen2018 at gmail.com. That's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-L-A-S-S-O-N 2018 at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you and learning from you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and are psyched for our next Torah Psych podcast.